May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. We've now entered into the most significant, most important week in the entire Christian calendar, Holy Week. Beginning tonight and moving through this week, we will tell a series of stories that will land us next Sunday at this time and in this place, singing lots of alleluias in a spirit of celebration. If anyone here has had a Lenten discipline, you might be celebrating doubly as you feel coffee return to your veins or chocolate or ice cream or whatever it might be. Uh, You might be returning to Facebook after 40 days of fasting from that. Jaylene Johnson says that she began Lent by giving up control, because she's a control freak, and we all pray she doesn't take it back again. (laughs) But before we can go to that celebration, we have a walk to make. We began this evening with singing, jubilation, and handing out the palm fronds that have been carefully formed into the shape of a cross. Then we heard that gospel reading in which Jesus enters into the city of Jerusalem to the shouts of Hosanna, which in Hebrew is save us. And blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, and he's clearly identified as David's heir. For that community that recognized him and welcomed him, waving branches and shouting their hosannas, it was probably the most extraordinarily hopeful day of their lives. Roman rule was about to end, or so they thought. A new king, a new son of David, about to be seated on the throne, and things returned to the way they should be. And then we had another section of the gospel in which Jesus shares this Passover meal with his friends and does this strange thing. On the Passover table would have sat, among other things, bread and wine. And yet when the prayers of blessing for that bread and wine come, after saying those, he took the bread and he said, This is my body broken for you. And he took the cup and said, This is my blood shed for you. When you do this, you do it in memory of me. The Greek word is anamnesis. It's much stronger than just remember. It's remember, like bring me present again. A powerful act. He takes the Passover meal and he spins it and gives it a whole new meaning. The disciples surely just shaking their heads. And then we heard the movement into the Garden of Gethsemane, where he goes deep into the garden And Peter, James, and John are invited to go partway in with them, and he throws himself on the ground and prays. They, they can't even keep their eyes open. They can't even wait an hour with him awake. And it ended just as the betrayer is visible, just as the arrest is about to come. That's where we stopped. It'll continue at the end, after communion, One more chapter, the story of the arrest, how Judas comes with this crowd bearing swords, and they arrest him and they drag him off to the home of the high priest for what amounts to a kind of a mock trial or kangaroo court. He is guilty already. And then we stop, and we'll sing, 
and then we'll leave. Tonight is the one Sunday night in the whole year where at the end there's no coffee hour. We just ask that this space remains silent. You can go to the parish hall or visit on the front stairs if you need, but this space, just quiet. Because the story needs to keep unfolding. You see, you can't go from the Hosanna of Palm Sunday to the Alleluia's of Easter Day without telling the deeper story. And if you try, you actually kind of shortchange yourselves. And so over the course of this week, there's a number of chapters told in different ways. Wednesday night. You can come and actually walk the story. All around the outside of the pillars are the images that Helen Lyons made, prints of the stations or the way of the cross. You can come anytime between 6.30 and 8 o'clock to join a little group and walking the story with image and word. Or Good Friday. Come at 4 o'clock and with very spare music. Again, words, story, and silence. We tell the story. In between that Wednesday and Friday, there's another day. Many of you are signed up to come to that other day. Maundy Thursday. We do it with All Saints, the All Saints community, in the parish hall as a meal. And in the context of the meal, we share communion and we enact another piece of the story told only by John that on that night before his death, Jesus got down on his knees in front of his disciples and he washed their feet. And then he told them a new commandment. In the Latin Bible, it was mandatum or mandate. Maundy Thursdays, Mandate Thursday. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this people will know that you're my disciples, you're my people, that you love each other like that in servanthood and humility and self-giving. It's an extraordinary thing to bequeath to your friends the night before you die. That dinner in the parish hall is full of life and laughter. I mean, it's a meal after all, but Somehow to do that action of bread and wine and foot washing in the middle of it shifts it radically, and then it stops. It ends very abruptly, and we come in here, and while the 22nd Psalm is read, we move as much as we can, the hangings and the banners and the candles and all the decorations that can move, they get cleared out so it can look a little bit more stark on Good Friday, and we leave the place in quiet. These ways of marking different chapters are so important to move us from Hosanna to Alleluia. Because although we know how the story turns out, they didn't. We can cut across our fingers behind our backs all the way through the week and say, we know how it ends. We are, after all, an Easter people, and it's true. Christianity is a resurrection faith, and that's true as well. But before it's a resurrection faith, it's a death resurrection faith. He died. It wasn't play acting. It wasn't a stage play in which the main character sort of steps off to the side and rests for a bit till it comes time for the triumphant finish. He died. They, his followers, his friends, didn't know that there was anything beyond death. He'd spoken many times these strange words about how he had to be killed and on the third day rise again, but they were thick-headed, weren't they? I mean, they, 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 
missed the point so consistently, such that when he died, they believed that was it. The disciples, but the others who'd followed, whether Joseph of Arimathea, who offered the tomb, or Mary Magdalene, who'd been such a loyal friend, or his own mother Mary, as far as they were concerned, that day he died, it was done. Because he was really dead. And whatever he knew about himself, whatever Jesus understood about his own future beyond that death, when he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he pray? If there's any way this could pass, let it pass. Yes, he says, not my will, but your will, but he does it through a clenched jaw and with tears streaming down his face. He threw himself on the ground. If this cup could pass, let it pass. And then, according to both Mark and Matthew, what were the words on his lips as he took his last breath? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The African-American culture critic Stanley Crouch calls that perhaps the best blues line ever uttered. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Surely Jesus was citing the opening sentence of the 22nd Psalm. Surely he was. But it doesn't make the words any less real or any less his own. He grabbed for the only language he had at hand to say the thing that had penetrated him so deeply. He felt only the absence of God at that moment. He died. To move from Hosanna to Alleluia without confronting that should be impossible. I mean, we can try, but what do we miss? It's not a straight line we walk this week, but you know, God often does God's best work with crooked lines. So my prayer, my blessing for you is that as you walk whatever piece of this week you can, that you will not only find out something unexpected about the story, the person of Jesus who died, you also might find out something unexpected about your own self as you walk the crooked journey that is Holy Week. Do it well. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.